Warning. What you're about to experience may get offensive, sexual and orgasmic. Relax, you'll like it when Sapphire's through with you. Pour the wine and press play for Sapphire's Play. What is up all my sexy motherfuckers out there? This is your girl, the one and only Miss Sapphire. Ms. Radio Sapphire, if you're extra nasty. Make sure that you're following me on social media. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Xbox, Periscope, and wherever else. And make sure that you're following the podcast, Sapphire's Airplay, on the Misfits Podcast Network. If not, go to iTunes. Um, Tonight is a very touchy and very... It's a very tough topic tonight, but it's a topic that needs to be said. Um, as many of you know or may not be familiar with the name Brent, uh, Brock Turner, Brock Turner was recently let go from the police. He was released from jail last Friday for sexual assault against a fellow college student at Stanford University. I don't even know where to begin on this because campus rape, sexual assaults, um, rape in college in general, as many people like to call the rape culture, has been on the rise in the past couple of years. Unfortunately, a lot of stories like the story of Brock Turner and the girl that he assaulted, this is just one that actually got to the media. There are thousands of stories just like this woman who unfortunately, yes, I am a Dodger girl, um, unfortunately was assaulted and taken advantage of sexually. And Brock's excuse was he blamed it on alcohol. So I know I usually open up the show and I talk about my sex campaigns, but tonight, because it is the month of back to school, a lot of college students are going back to college, they're going to college. I think tonight we need to talk about this. And if you, um, I want to, I want everybody to hold their comments until after. Um, I want to directly talk about this case. So last year, uh, January 18th, 2015, Brock Turner and a student went to a party. Um, Brock Turner was found raping a woman behind a trash can who uh, apparently to two Swedish transfer students or foreign exchange students, they said that the, the woman, the young lady that he assaulted was half naked and unconscious. She was unable to fend for herself. When the two students approached her, Turner was found um, running half naked outside of a fraternity house around one o'clock in the morning. They tried to chase him down until the police arrived. And according to um, the victim, who still remains anonymous for several different reasons, um, she said that she had planned to go to the party with her sister. And the next thing she remembers is waking up in the hospital and learning the very graphic and gruesome details of her rape. On February 2nd, 2015, Turner pleads not guilty. Um, Turner was a freshman 
and he was arraigned at the Santa Clara County Courthouse in Palo Alto, California. And according to ABC, he pleaded he pleaded not guilty to five felony charges, including attempted rape, rape of an intoxicated person, rape of an unconscious person, sexual penetration of an intoxicated woman and sexual penetration of an unconscious woman. As to why even the the judicial system has to justify a woman is either unconscious or intoxicated, the fact of the matter is there's a woman who cannot fend for herself and was sexually assaulted. And it wasn't just that he penetrated her. He put a stick and he put pine needles in her vagina, damaging her internal organs, her internal sexual organs. And for the record, anybody who has ever heard of a rape kit, it is the most uncomfortable situation that a female or male, because there are males that do get raped as well, it is the most uncomfortable situation that anybody wants to be put in. Some people even say that they rather not go through the rape kit, but unfortunately that's the only way. And it's painful, it's very evasive, and it's very thorough and traumatizing. So going back to this case, like I said, uh, Brock Turner pleaded not guilty. He alleged that the two were hooking up at the party and he only fondled her. Um, He was released on $150,000 bail. Um, The hearing, which first took place on October 6, 2015, Turner um, attended his primary preliminary hearing with his defense attorney. Turner again pleaded not guilty. And on two charges and two of the charges were dropped rape of an intoxicated person and rape of an unconscious person. It was decided that he would stand trial for the three other felony counts. And finally, this year, on March 30th, 2016, Turner was found guilty of raping the woman. He was sentenced. His sentencing was scheduled for June 2nd, and he faced a maximum of 10 years behind bars, according to the Associated Press. Now, here's the problem with this. Um. The first time that Brock said that he did not sexually assault this woman, he said that they were, they knew each other, they they got to know each other, and in a very thorough and um, letter that the victim wrote, she says, you know, I went to the party with my sister, I didn't know anybody there. Um, Brock apparently tried to actually confront the sister before he picked his victim. And so he was hopping from girl to girl to girl. And so finally he found the helpless victim. Um, The woman said that she started to get blacked out. She doesn't remember anything else. And she was told later on that she was found unconscious. The two Swedish um, foreign exchange students, they found her behind the trash can being very violently assaulted by Brock and from what one of the Swedish students said, he said that the woman he thought was a dead body. She was she was basically comatose, he said. She was unresponsive, and it looked just like a dead body that this guy was assaulting. Now, Turner was now, um, he was, like I said, he was facing a maximum charge of 10 years behind bars. Um, and on June 2nd, in jail, he was sentenced to six months. 
Um, the judge Persky sentenced Turner to just six months of jail and three years probation for his actions. Mind you, here's a side note. Turner is a very decorated athlete. How many rape cases do you hear in the media all the time? A football player, a basketball player, a soccer player. It's always an athlete. And it seems that our judicial system, let alone our college systems, seem to be in favor of the athletes because I get it. Sports bring money in, but at the same time, you have a woman who was violently assaulted. And this is just one of hundreds of thousands of cases that go unsaid, unmentioned. They get stowed away just like, you know, yesterday's garbage. So going on, um, Persky noted that he came to the decision because of Turner's clean criminal record and that a harsher punishment would leave a severe impact on him. I think he will not be a danger to others, um, Persky was reported to have said during the during the trial. Um, one day earlier, Sanford released a statement defending the way that they handled the situation. Um, they said, once Stanford learned the identity, the identity of the young woman involved, the university reached out confidentially to offer her support and tell her steps um, we were taking. In less than two weeks after the incident, Stanford conducted an investigation and banned Turner from setting foot on campus as a student or otherwise. This is the harshest sanction that a university can impose on a student. Hey, Sean. Um, can impose on a student. The statement said, this was a horrible incident and we understand the anger and deep emotion it has generated. There's still much work to be done, not just here, but everywhere to create a culture that does not tolerate sexual violence in any form and a judicial system that deals appropriately with sexual assault cases. Here's the problem with this. Stanford said that they took action by just saying that Brock Turner cannot step foot on a campus. How about, oh, I don't know, the fact that he can go to any other university if he wanted to. And um, word through the grapevine is, is that University of Texas is now admitting him. So the fact of the matter is, Turner is walking away scotch-free. He's released from jail. And the only, the only thing that's counting against this man is the fact that he has to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. How about the fact of all the rape cases, people of color, people of color have a harsher sentencing than this 18 year old kid. I get it. He might have had a clean record, but the fact of the matter is you took advantage of a drunk woman. Okay. She might as well just be dead because at this point she is dead. You took something from her that she will never get back. And that is her sexuality. That is her persona. You have broken someone's spirits down. And Stanford's, and there's where Stanford really fucks up. Stanford said their, um, their other take on preventing rape cases is to ban hard alcohol on campus. Because, you know, beer, beer's okay, but vodka, whiskey, tequila, those got to go. Because, you know, beer doesn't make people drunk. Beer doesn't, you know, have a phase. It doesn't, it doesn't rape people. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't understand. If this was anybody else, I feel like if this was a, an older adult, 
if this was someone who probably didn't have the same opportunities as Brock Turner, this case would have been thrown out immediately and the guy would have rotted behind bars. So you mean to tell me because a kid has a clean record, he's 18 years old, he's never, you know, he, he's barely setting foot in college, he's just beginning his lessons, he's allowed to roam free, register as a sex offender, but he can roam around free all he wants, and God knows he's probably going to do it again. He probably will do it again because, let's face it, guys, alcohol does not make you a rapist. That is a preconceived notion. And I think the problem underlines is where the parties both do not know how to say no. I'm not saying that men are at fault. I'm not saying that women are at fault. I'm saying that we put ourselves in situations, unfortunately, and there are situations that have outcomes as dangerous as this. And the reason, like I said, I'm bringing this up is not only because this is now the biggest topic in news, but also it's the fact of the matter is there are not enough people reporting campus rapes, campus assaults, because they feel that if they report them being raped, it's going to come back on them. I agree. Please go kick his ass. I, I've been saying behind closed doors, I never wish death on a person, but I really hope that Brock gets what's coming to him. Brock Turner deserves every form of bad karma to come his way, to just get an ounce of what this young woman is feeling. This is why whenever I do the sexual podcast, I always tell you guys consent and safe sex. I get it, guys. You have ra- We all have raging hormones. You think a girl is hot. You want to get her in bed. You want to fuck her brains out. You want to show her the world. But at the same time, the minute a girl says no, you call her a slut. You call her a whore. You demean her. And then... And I'm so glad, Birdie, that you said this. One of um, our listeners on Periscope, she just said, I was molested as a kid and teen and didn't get justice, which is why I didn't want to report. And unfortunately, Birdie, your story is just one of the many, many. And a lot of people try to say, you know, when rape occurs, we don't know the person. What's even worse is when you do know the person, a family member, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. And yes, Birdie, I understand. I, I don't know where you're, um, where are you, where are you from, Birdie? Um, Birdie said that the detective said to her there was no proof. So therefore, it couldn't be justified if it was rape. And I think the problem is also is that society has it twisted. Just because I am a woman who's fully figured, I'm curvy, I'm busty, I'm not asking for guys' attentions to say, oh, I want to tip fuck you. And unfortunately, California has one of the worst regulations with rape and assault. It is known to the public, as you can see now, we have a very fucked up judicial system against rape. Um, The biggest thing is, yeah, you have to you have to get proof. Yes, Jason, it's majorly fucked up. I'm sorry. I think the proof is in the pudding when a girl is locking herself in a room wanting to kill herself where you see a girl who's you know a female who's maybe the most outgoing person and all of a sudden because of one incident she becomes close is she becomes close-minded 
Yeah. And, and I agree, Iram. Um, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles too. And a lot of people think that this is normal. It's not normal. It is not normal to be raped. It is not normal to be assaulted, but we make it norm and we make it acceptable. We say that women ask for it and guys should walk away scotch-free. A man can be called a hero for sticking his dick in how many vaginas, but a woman who freely is accepting herself sexually is considered a whore. Yes, I'm wearing a low-cut shirt tonight, not because I want to, it's because I'm just, I like to feel comfortable in a dress, in something I like to wear. But I, am I asking to get raped? Am I asking to t- get tit fucked? Apparently to the media, I am. And because I'm black, oh, I, I'm just accustomed to it because that's something that's been going on in society for hundreds and thousands of years. And um, Jason just brought up another point. There are women out there who say that they were raped and they were not. The problem is what is considered rape, okay? let's let's go through that and we'll come back to more of the Stanford case um let me give you some statistics first 600 people are raped every day in the U.S. one every two minutes and this is according to rain which you can go to r-a-i-n-n.com um one in six or seven 14 to 16 percent of uh, reported cases will ever see inside a courtroom one in 16 of men are rapists And in 2002, although other studies show as high as 15%, it's usually one in seven men are considered rapists. Only 27% of those whose assault met the legal definition of rape consider themselves rape victims. So the great, so the greater, sorry, so the um, so great is the minimization and the normalization of sexual assault in our society. Only 40% of rapes are reported to the police. And let's be honest here, if you do even a deeper background, you'll see that both the men and the women, less men, they tend to report. Women, they hide it underneath the rug or they are put in a situation where they are forced to tell. And then they consider certain things as rape. Now, Something happened to me a couple years ago when I was in college, around 2007, 2008, and I had regret sex. I was highly intoxicated. I was at a party, and I thought I was being protected by some friends of mine, so I thought, and I put quotations around friends because these people I don't even talk to anymore. So we're, we're going from one party to the next. Um, mind you, I'm a freshman, I'm 18, I'm drinking underage, and it's typical, it's normal. It, it, it's what happens in college. People get drunk all the time, younger ages all the time. So anyways, we're going from one party to the next, and I start taking drinks from people that I thought I knew, and I didn't realize I got roofied. The next thing I know, I was back at my dorm and I was engaging in sexual sexual activity with a guy that I knew from the basketball team. As I come to, something didn't feel right, so I tell him to stop and he stops gradually. And he even asked, apparently he did ask me before 
if I was good because he said you didn't seem normal you didn't seem right we've had sex before this guy and I but he said something was different but I told him I was fine in my state what, the reason why it's not considered rape is because when I told him to stop he stopped immediately once the boundaries are crossed and you say no and the guy or girl continues to do whatever he wants and he holds he holds you down or they hold you down let's just say they because like i said rape doesn't have names it doesn't have a gender it doesn't have a sexual preference rape is rape once you're a victim of rape that's it it can be the shortest or longest five minutes of your life and like i said it doesn't have a face to it but it becomes rape when you say no and instead of stopping they continue they might force you down they you know might lock the door they will hold you down to their will until they are done with you that did not happen to me the man left my roommate comes back she sees me crying and she asks me what's going on and i said I think I was drugged and she's like well did such and such no and I said well I told him I was fine and she's like but how did you feel and I said I didn't feel good she's like did he stop when you said no and I said yes he stopped but I was like and she kept saying well the fact of the matter is he knew that you were intoxicated and yet you kept going but I was like I don't think it's rape because he stopped he didn't assault me. I didn't have any bumps or bruises. Like I said, he left, so he didn't rape me. So as I'm talking to my roommate, we're talking about it. I'm, I'm not sleeping because I don't feel well. I'm puking my brains out because whatever I was drugged with, it, it just made me feel very numb and very confused. So the next day, I come back to my dorm and I see my RAs, my resident assistants come in to my dorm and they're sitting with my roommate and they say, you know, is there something you want to tell us? I said, well, I don't think I was assaulted, but maybe I can talk to somebody. So instead of just me talking to one of the campus counselors, I'm put in the back of a police car of campus police and I am taken to this station where they grill me for three and a half hours asking me very evasive questions. They ask me questions about my body. They ask me if, you know, if I could identify him. How long did it last? Was I drinking? Was I this? Was I that? It was very uncomfortable. Then on top of that, because I'm you know, I'm a student, they notify my parents. My mom understood the situation. She's a nurse. She's dealt with cases like this before. And the cops already knew. And mind you, I didn't know anything about this. I just knew because everybody else was saying I got raped, then yeah, I must have been raped. And for the longest, um, for the record, it is taking me what are we 2016 it's taken me almost nine years to come face to face with this and talk and share this with you today so then they asked me if I wanted to take the rape kit and I said well I don't feel like I need to because he stopped 
and she the cop who's grilling me she's like well you're saying that he stopped but you're telling us that he also knew that you were intoxicated and she kept asking me well do you know what could happen because if you're found you know lying about a rape and you're ruining the college career of a basketball player this can mean bad things for both of you so you know we go relive the night I have to retrace my steps I have to bring in my underwear every undergarment every piece of clothing I had to bring in for evidence and they did do a rape kit on me and it's one thing when you're exploring your body because you have to when you're going to the gynecologist or you're exploring your body it's one thing where you have cotton swabs going into your vagina, going into your anus, them pulling lips, taking photos to see if there's any marks of abrasions, bite marks, fingerprints, fingernails, hair, semen samples. They're asking me, did he wear a condom? Did you take the condom off at any point? It is, it is not a trip to Disneyland. I've never felt, I felt, I have never felt so violated in my life going into an office that is cold and I'm getting pricked everywhere on my body. My entire college career, as well as a young man's college career, could end at any minute because the fact of the matter is, yes, I was intoxicated and yes, I had sex with someone and yes, I felt violated, but no, it was not rape. And that's the problem today. Women and men need to come to terms. Even if they're your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your fiance, if they are uncomfortable in a sexual situation and they say no, don't pressure them. Don't question them. Let it go. Let it go. If they say no, not tonight, I don't feel like it, don't force them. Just because you're, they're your girlfriend or your boyfriend doesn't mean, by law, they have to have sex with you. Because I've heard these excuses too. My girlfriend won't have sex with me. She doesn't love me. Oh, babe, can we... Can, if she says no, if he says no, ladies... Don't jump on him. Don't do it. <sighs> okay. I'm good. I'm good. Um, 9% of rape victims are male. 91% of victims of rape and sexual assault are female. And like I said, these are just the reported numbers. The numbers could be either higher or lower, but the fact of the matter is the numbers are there. And sexual assault and rape is very real. Sexual assault can be anywhere between fourth century, choking, spanking, biting, violating a person, shoving things in their anus, their mouth, their uh, their vagina, penis. When you are violating someone's sexual regions 
and no longer seeing them as just a person, but now you're seeing us as an object because you saw it in a porn or you saw it on TV and you think it's okay without consent. You are now assaulting somebody regardless if you know them or not know them. Now, people are like, oh, well, what about rape fantasies? Like, what's up with people liking rape fantasies? The fan... The fact of the matter is, I personally cannot do a rape fantasy. I remember I tried to do a rape fantasy with an ex of mine, and midway, I felt so uncomfortable and crying. Yes, I like to have rough sex, but I also have a very thorough consent and talk with my partners. If we are going to leave bruises, if you are going to bite me, you're going to know my safe words. You're going to know my limits and you're going to respect that. The minute you stop respecting that, that crosses into the borderline of of um, assault. And yes, fantasies also mean you have consent. Correct, Dimitri. Um, once again, these are people talking on the Periscope. When you and your partner talk, actually have a agreement this is why i tell people when you're engaging in sexual activity always talk to your partner communication is key because things like this happen men get raped by their wives wives get raped by their husbands um daughters get raped by their their fathers their mothers they get molested and it never stops but it can stop if you talk about it if you talk it out and you say the yeses and you say the noes and you say what your hard limits and your soft core limits. Even in porn, guys, just because you see someone getting rough, they too have their limits. It might look really gnarly that your your favorite porn star is getting choked out, but your girlfriend might not like it. Your one night stand might not like it. And here's another thing when it comes to hooking up and Because I am a girl who frequently hooks up with a lot of random people, and no, I'm not a slut for that, I choose to do this. I choose to open up my my body to whoever I want to, but I make it very clear. Whenever these people step foot into my house and they want to have sexual and engage in sexual activity, they're going to talk with me. We're going to have a written agreement, even if it's oral. We're going to have an agreement of consent. And the minute that I feel violated, you best stop. If you have to, I'm not saying because I think everybody should sign non-disclosure agreements. I think everyone needs to start really being careful of who they're trusting. Um, Birdie says, culturally, it's hard to even open open up about rape or molestation. Yes, it's true. Guys, you, you, if you say, oh, I've been touched by a man, you're considered gay. It's not even just to the point where, oh, I don't know, you're just a, a kid at eight years old and Uncle Bob is fondling you. But, you know, you don't like it, but Bob likes it. Uncle Bob likes it. But you're still considered a fruitcake because a guy touched you. And men, if you have been assaulted, it's okay. You're not alone. Women, if you've been assaulted, you're not alone. There are places to go. There are places to call. There are places to look up and talk 24-7. 
365 days a year. There are outlets out there. There are people out there. And you really need to start looking up the laws and regulations in your in your town, in your state, because a lot of the laws still do not really protect people when it comes to sexual assault. It's still very taboo to talk about assault and rape. The big R. Ooh, we're talking about rape tonight. Oh my God, we can't do this. I get so angry when people are like, oh, we can't talk about rape. It's too much. No, we need to have this conversation. The more we have these conversations, we don't have Brock Turners out there. And now there's another case um, popping up regarding rape in college. And I think what we need to start doing in colleges is to start opening up more about it. Now, mind you, campus life, residential life on campus, yeah, there are lots of places, there are a lot of events that dorms will put on against sexual assault. I myself had to put myself out there because I was going to, I, for the longest time, I missed all my sexcapades in college. For about six months, I was deemed as the girl who cried wolf, the girl who cried rape. I was seen as the whore. Don't fuck her because she's going to call rape on you. Thank you. Um, King Henpool said, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm not ashamed of what I put myself through and what I put that man through. But it's because of my story today. I, because of my story, I'm able to talk about my sexcapades the way that I do. Every time I'm telling you these stories, it's not just for your sexual enjoyment. I'm telling you these as a cash, as a, um, a cautionous tale. Because it's not for everybody to go and sleep around. It really isn't. In the heat of the moment, it's hard to talk. It, it really is. Did he get charged? No, because he, was, he did not rape me. Like I said... The guy did not rape me. He stopped. Our only mistake was that I called him over and he should have just not responded. Guys, when you get that 3 a.m. booty call and the girl is drunk and she's like, you're setting yourself up. Females, ladies, I understand. We get horny. We get drunk. We want to bang it out. But the next thing that happens are people like myself who woke up the next morning and you're regretting it and everybody is saying, well, if you didn't want to do it, then it's called rape. No, it's not considered rape. Just because I didn't want to have sex in my normal state and my drunken self said, oh, I'm going to fuck, I'm going to have sex. It's not considered rape until you are violated, until you as a person are violated, until you as a person are no longer feeling like a person. When that person takes control, takes control of your body after you tell them, no, stop, I don't like this, I don't feel good, please stop. And guys, when she says stop, stop. Stop what you're doing. Mike Tyson, yeah, he did five years, but that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. When it comes to the case of Brock Turner, you got people going to jail for five, ten years, life. This motherfucker got off scot-free. The little shithead is seen smiling as he exits the jailhouse, out of the courthouse. He's smiling. He's smirking. And no offense, it's some, it's white privileged bullshit like this that I get sick and tired of. 
I'm tired of, yeah, he did only three out of the six months and he got off because of good behavior. I don't even know if he was actually in a jail cell like by himself. I don't know if he was in solitary confinement because if he was, of course the motherfucker's gonna be on good behavior. He should have been in the jail with all the other rapists and the molesters and the murderers and the thieves. Exactly. People are, are getting 20 years for trafficking weed, but this motherfucker assaults a woman who's basically seen as a piece of meat. She's no longer a person. She's no longer a female. She is now a sexual device to use for the pleasure because you couldn't handle it and keep it in your fucking pants. And you lied and you blamed alcohol. You didn't blame yourself. So you mean to tell me that alcohol got your dick hard? Alcohol gave you the right to take a woman who probably was seen by maybe half of the people at the party. And so shame on the people at the party that see a girl who's nearly passed out. Didn't say, hey, this doesn't look good. I can't even tell you how many times I have stopped motherfuckers from taking girls upstairs because they think it's sporting good. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it. I've slept with over close to about 200 people, but did I always get consent? Yes. I, as a civilian, I've never done pornography in my life. I, as a civilian... As a civilian, have slept with about 200 people at this point, and every time I make sure I get consent, and I try not to put myself in dangerous situations. I stopped going to frat parties because there were times where it didn't feel right, where a guy is pushing alcohol into my system, saying, oh, it's fine, everything's gonna be good, it's gonna calm you. No, it's not fucking calming me. If I can't see my friends at a distance, I don't need to be in this situation. And yes, my friends try to tell me, you know what, Sapphire? Don't bring guys over to the house anymore if you're by yourself. I need to stop doing that. I need to. I do put myself in some fucked up situations that could lead me to getting sexually assaulted. But at the same time, I try to tell myself, I'm fine. I can handle this. But you will never know what it feels like until it happens to you. We're going to take a, uh, a quick break and we're going to get back to it. Um, we're going to do some lighthearted fun and then we're going to come back to um, assault. I really hope that you guys are really paying attention. If you're watching this on Periscope, I, I do thank you guys so much for your, your time and your comments. Yeah, people do 50 years and they have money and they could pay it off. Um, people on the Periscope stay with me. People on the uh, podcast, you know what it is. I got to take that break. We're going to have some fun. And then coming up, we got the day, sex, and confused news and the final wrap up. I'm Ms. Sapphire, Ms. Radio Sapphire to you on, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And yes, I respond to every single one of my Snapchats. So if you send me a message on Snapchat, it's fine. And yes, I am that Sapphire from All Out Show on Shade 45. And yes, you can tune in tomorrow for Late Night Tea with Yasmin DeLeon and I. Follow a Late Night Tea at L. NT Radio on Instagram and on Periscope and on Twitter. And we will be live tomorrow night on LNT's Periscope channel at 8 p.m. And we are going to um, going to be talking about dick size. And make sure that you're following the Misfits Podcast Network 
<laughs> you are reading great on here. Yes, I am reading great on here. Thank you, Jason. For the record, I do know how to read, but we'll talk about that because it is Ask Sapphire Anything during the break. Like I said, everybody will be right back. Don't go anywhere. There we go. let you know about the misfitsnetwork.com that's the misfitsnetwork.com you can subscribe to all of our channels under one hub if you just go to the misfitsnetwork.com check it out sapphire zero play is on there we got hormones podcast awkward moments and one of my personal favorites poop culture so check out the misfitsnetwork.com make sure to also subscribe to them through itunes soundcloud stitcher and clamor all right back to sapphire's airplay Welcome back, everybody. This is your girl, Miss Sapphire. Ms. Radio Sapphire on everything. That's M-S-R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. If you don't see my black ass in some Dodger headphones, some workout gear with a big afro, some big titties, that's not me. Someone tried to like legit say, prove to me that you're real on Snapchat. I'm like, obviously, I'm real if you look at my timeline. Yes, I am that Sapphire. And then, I love how you guys really thought that I was white. There were so many people that thought I was white. Or, you didn't look like half the thing. Like, what did you expect? Skinny bitch, I'm not that chick. Okay? I like to eat. Okay? I like to smoke weed. I like to occasionally... I used to be, like, under the table, but I occasionally now like to sip a lot of whiskey. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought Rude Jude was black for the longest. The longest. And then I found out what he looked like. And then, oddly enough, we started following each other on social media. And then who would have thought four years later, I'm working with the motherfucker. I got lucky. All right. So we are back. Sapphire's ear play. We have been talking about the Brock Turner um, sexual assault case which took place last year at Stanford. But we're going to take a quick break because I know that the content was really heavy. So now it's time for my favorite segment, as well as everyone else's, the Dazed, Sexed, and Confused News. motherfuckers if you i've never never heard of the day sex and confused news or if you're new to sapphire's earplay you're in for a treat this is my favorite segment as well as a fan favorite this is where we talked about a uh, talk about some of the uh most fucked up sexed up or just absolute absolutely ridiculous stories um that's making news so i got two stories they're not related to anything to do with the case that we're talking about today Usually, I try to make sure our day sex and confused news kind of coincides with the topic, but I was like, fuck that, because nothing's funny about rape. I'm being honest. Someone just asked me, have I ever fucked Jude? No, I do not shit where I eat. Well, in the workplace, because I fucked my neighbor. 
I fucked an old roommate. I fucked a lot of people I've lived with, actually. That's so wrong of me. But you know what? I'm like the type of chick that you can have sex with and high five the next day. I'm not going to cook you breakfast. You're going to cook me breakfast. (laughs) Or at least you're taking me to breakfast. I don't know. But anyways, let's get into it. Day sex and confused news. Parents are turning to marijuana more than teens. A 12-year report from the Centers for Disease Control, also known as the CDC, released Friday shows a surprising trend. Older people, not teens, are smoking more pot at a rapid rate. During the last 13 years, marijuana use has steadily increased in the United States, particularly among people 26 years or older, according to the Washington Post. Meanwhile, the use among 12 to 17 year olds actually fell 10% since 2002. Indeed, a greater percentage of 35 and 44 year olds reported using the drug more than these, um, sorry, reported using the drug more uh, than these young teens. Older groups have had a significant increase of marijuana use in the last month. <clears throat> Middle-aged people between 45 and 54 saw an increase of nearly 50% since 2002, and it only went up from there. People over the age of 65, it has been up for 33% since 2002, and those in the 55 to 64-year-old category is spiked by a 45%. It is important to point out that the overall percentage of the older demographic is still lower than those at a younger age of um, end of the spectrum. Around 6.1 and around 1.3% of people between 55 and and 64 and over 65 respectively reported using pot in 2014. But still, if the trend continues, it may not be surprising to see more parents smoking it up than their children. Actually, there are more parent groups coming out, like parent advocacy groups, advocacy groups that are now trying to get marijuana marijuana usage around the household um, making it socially acceptable to smoke with your kids yes i smoke pot um and it's not because it's awesome i smoke weed because i have anxiety i have depression and it makes me feel good okay Yes, and I get high and it feels amazing. But at the same time, I would never consider smoking out with my parents. One, my mom could lose her license. Two, my dad is a coach. Doesn't fucking work out that way. Um, My parents barely even drink. I don't know, so I don't even know where I respectively like to smoke a lot of pot. But anyways, um, there are advocacy groups across the country, mommy groups, if you will, um, that are saying that marijuana usage amongst the children, especially at a young, tender age, so using that like form of edibles, is more of like an engaging, nourishing side of parenting. I thought just reading them a book or taking them out to, I don't know, Disneyland or like a park is more, you know, friendly. Smoking out with your kid, I don't know how I feel about that. Kids already have so much goddamn energy. They're like, there are kids out there running around like they're on coke or something so i'm fine with that i don't know how i feel seeing like a little six-year-old smoking doobie with me and be like pass that shit i don't know how i feel about that no 
No, but if you want to smoke out with your kids, that's your own doing. I just wouldn't feel comfortable. I smoke out with other older adults. I'm not going to say who, but I do smoke with other older adults. And it's hilarious because, yeah, the weed is so much different than it was back then. And unless if you're growing that shit naturally, medicinal herb, goddamn. If you go to the right shit, goddamn. Shit's amazing. Fucking love it. It's fucking amazing, you guys. Got my homeboy cracking up over here. I'm just saying, it's fucking amazing. For that, I gotta smoke some goddamn weed. And take a shot of this wine. But like I said, what you do behind closed doors, that's your doing, okay? Somebody had the nerve on Monday tell me that I'm unfit to be a babysitter because they saw me smoking weed just the night before. First of all, Fuck you and fuck off. It's my Snapchat and kids fucking love me. Kids love me regardless if I'm high or not. Do I get high around the kids? Hell no. Hell no. Do kids know I smoke weed? I don't know. I'm like a big kid. (laughs) I'm a big kid. I'll tell you right now. I'm looking straight across my DVD collection and I have two fucking Nerf guns. I'm a fucking child. I am a man, I'm not a man child. I am a, I am a grown ass kid. I am a grown ass kid and I am not afraid to say, to say it, but I'm not going to be smoking out with my cousins. They've asked me and I'm like, hell no, you're not. And if you are going to smoke weed, you're still not smoking around me, but thank you for telling me. I'm just, I don't feel comfortable around that. They're like my babies. All right. Enough with the weed. (laughs) Getting drunk is worse around kids. I agree. I think, honestly, I'd rather be stoned around children because at least I can function. Getting drunk in front of kids, it's just not cute. I remember when I was in high school, this is how much of a square I was. I really didn't go to high school parties. I was always like in some kind of form of extracurricular activity, like whether it was the debate team. Yes, I was on the debate team. Um, Choir, performing arts, track, swimming. And then I would babysit on the weekends. Oh, and I was an altar server. Yes, I am a Catholic school girl. Yes, yes, I am. I am the total definition of the horrible Catholic school girl going totally wrong. You know, it's funny when your whole high school knows exactly that you used to work in porn, but for the most part, you worked in porn on the radio. But it's awesome. But anyways, I I forgot what I was going to say, but it doesn't matter because I got another story for you. Bum liquor gets locked up a booty hole liquor booty liquor okay a man who licked the buttocks of a young woman after letting himself into her sydney home this is in sydney australia has been sentenced to at least two years in jail hmm hmm america so once again some guys just licking some chick's asshole and she gets two and he gets two years in jail but brock turner fucking assaulted a woman who was unconscious and drunk and this motherfucker got out of jail in three months come on america what the fuck what the fuck booty hole liquor can't get out of jail on um because he he didn't lick any asshole in jail he he, he probably will have to serve the full two terms seriously Gets worse, you guys. Joseph Tuckuk, I think that's his last name, had um, had a sex aid and two Viagra tablets on him when he was arrested hours after assaulting a young woman whose house he had let himself into last February. 
the woman was sleeping in a t-shirt and short pajama shorts at her home when she was awoken by the assault of the young man um, around 3.30 in the morning. Though the dim light filtered into her room, she saw the outline of a man kneeling next to her bed. She thought it was her boyfriend, but after 20 seconds or so, she realized it was not him. She slid her hand across the bed where she felt her boyfriend next to her, grabbed his arm and whispered, someone's here. Her boyfriend then yelled out, Oi! What? What the? What the fuck? Who are you? I, that was the worst Sydney thing I ever read. A kid died a couple years ago for jacking off 100. Yes! And actually, that, that story is untrue. Um, and I'm only saying that because I did a story on that and I found out later on that the chronic masturbator didn't in fact die from chronic masturbating of 156 days in a row so but i do remember that story anyways the boyfriend then took the booty hole licking assaulter to the front door he returned to find his girlfriend sobbing and was later and the man was later arrested by police as he walked around the neighborhood i'm sorry the what so we got booty hole lickers just walking around the street I want to know, how did they identify this booty hole liquor? Like, did they have to, like, really come up close and personal and be like, Crikey, mate, you smell like ass. You smell like fucking ass. Have you been eating a lot of ass lately? Did you sexually harass a woman with your, your lips? Lips, sir. Two years in jail. Once again, Brock Turner, you got three months in jail. Three months. On a side note, though, I don't know if this is entirely true either. Someone sent a very big giant tub of lube for Brock Turner to get fucked in the ass with um, by anybody who would like to freely take his ass. Um, they're sending it to his home address. Again, that's the day sex and confused news, but. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm just saying how disgusted I am in America. I am disgusted beyond belief. And I bet you, you know what? I'm still, I'm waiting to hear what Donald Trump would have to say about this, to be honest. Because let, let's recap what happened two weeks ago um, to some of the earbuds who were watching Sapphire's earplay. Um, there was a guy on the chat that tried to come in and troll and say how good of a man Donald Trump was. Yeah, the judge went to the same college. It's horrible. It's horrible. Um, I want to know what Donald Trump thinks about this uh, Brock case because Donald Trump seems to love sexually assaulting women in public verbally. Just because he's not fully, you know, bending a chick over and fucking her um, without consent doesn't mean that he's not sexually assaulting women in the media. When you're calling women slobs and that they deserve to be raped, I'm sorry. What? And y'all want this motherfucker to be your president. A man who is running for president is openly saying because a chick is wearing certain outfits, mind you, she was working for Fox News and yes, she was... She's banging. That doesn't mean she deserves to be raped. What? But y'all motherfuckers are rooting for this man. Y'all are rooting for a man who verbally says a woman deserves to be raped because her dress is too short. Her blouse is too small. She needs to go and be assaulted. We find this socially acceptable every goddamn day. 
Where does it fucking cross the line? You want to know what sexual assault is? Sexual assault is half of the things that men and women say about certain people on the internet. For example, when we get unsolicited dick pics, and I mean unsolicited, where you do not show, do not tell me, yo, I'm going to show you my dick now. You are assaulting me. You are evading my space. Especially if a girl says, please don't send me dick pics, and you send her a dick pic, you are now assaulting her. You are technically raping her eyes. If she said no, don't send it. It's not funny. It's not funny. And we've talked about this. Ladies, I'm going to go on y'all. I understand. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We might be horny. He might be asleep. That doesn't give you permission to just hop on his dick. Ask permission first, ladies. Men, same thing. Thank you. King, I'm glad that you're open and honest and saying you only send dick pics when asked. Thank you. And even though I give you guys consent on Snapchat, if you want to send me your dick, send me your dick. Chances are I'm going to screenshot it because, yes, I'm collecting a wall of dicks. I'm going to tell you what it's for later on. But I'm going to tell you I keep it 100. I keep it private. And no, I don't send nudes. And do not ask me and badger me why I don't send nudes. I don't send nudes for a reason. I'm on radio. I have a career in radio, not pornography, especially when your girlfriend is next to you. Yes, y'all bold as hell. Y'all are bold as hell trying to send nudes and naked pictures of your cock and your girlfriend's like, I don't know, two feet away from you. Y'all some messed up motherfuckers. But it's so true. Stop text raping. (laughs) Seriously. It's still a form of sexual assault. Sexual assault also can be... um, Like I said, it can be verbal. It can be physical. Okay. Unless if your girlfriend, fuck buddy, one night stand, likes to be hit and they verbally say they like to be hit. Slapping a girl in her face and she didn't give you consent. That is also a form of sexual assault because it's no longer fun. Like the man who slapped me in his face, slapped me in the face with his cock. I did not have sex with this man because I was violated. How dare you slap me in the face after I just had a conversation with you saying I do not like to be smacked. I don't care if you're smacking me in the face with your hand or you're smacking me in the face with your cock. I did not ask for it. Point blank. That's sexual assault too. When we lay out certain A, B, C, and all that, that's for a legit reason. And guys, again, if you're getting a late night booty call text, two o'clock in the morning, and the girl can barely say come over, I suggest that you just rosy palm in her three hands or go find another chick who's actually coherent. Um, Someone asked me, do I like it in the ass? No, (laughs) I do not like to have anal sex i've had successful anal one time and it was somebody in the industry in porn other times you can eat my ass you can eat my pussy you can fuck my pussy but with consent period that's it period point blank and i tell people that and if you start testing me on that too no i love getting smacked in my ass are you kidding me I tell motherfuckers, you better smack that shit. I tell people my level of pain. If I'm saying harder, 
I want you to smack me harder. I want you to bite me harder. But when I say stop, that means stop. If I say no, that means no. No, I do not enjoy menstrual sex, which means sex on my period. I am the bitchiest woman when I'm on my period. I do not want to be touched. I don't want to be touched. Don't fucking touch me. You know what you can do for me? Bring me a bud. Bud. Bring me fucking weed. Bring me hot tamales. Bring me some eye candy. Bring me some movies. And I'm good. I will be good. Maybe I'll even reciprocate and give you some, uh, like a blowjob or a handjob. But do not touch my pussy. I just do not feel, I don't feel clean. And I know there's some girls who are like, oh my God, like what the fuck? You're always clean. I'm like, no, I, I just, I don't like sex on my period. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm a germaphobe like that. I change my sheets literally legit every time I have sex. Legit. I always change my sheets when I have sex. It's a lot of sex and that's a lot of sheets to be going through, but I do it. I do it because I like to be clean. Okay, Um, like I said, we were going to make light of the situation. I just want to make it very clear to people um, in the case of Brock Turner and to all my college students out there, either whether or not you are a freshman or you're returning back to college and you're in that dorm life. I get it. It's Friday night. You guys do a little pregame, you guys smoke a little weed, then you go over to the frat party and you see this hot guy, you see this hot chick. Just do yourself a favor. Try not to lose control. You can still have fun, but don't be like me where you get drugged at a party, you don't know where you are, you end up at your house, you call over somebody and you can't remember anything, but the fact of the matter is you woke up and there's somebody on top of you and at least they stopped. I can say that. I can't say that about a lot of people, a lot of friends that I know. So just be mindful. And and guys, I'm going to stress it again. If she says no, respect it and walk away. If there are text messages that she can barely get the words out and it says like, come here and it has like five bajillion E's and it has a Z and an F and a P or fuck me, I'm homepinary Mary because there are girls who like to spell horny with H-P-N-R-Y don't do it. I don't care how hot she is. I don't care if it's your dream girl. guy. Uh, ladies, I don't care if it's your dream guy. I don't care if it's the guy that you want to say I do to. I don't care if it's just a guy that you wanted to have rebound sex with. If you're drunk, if you're high, just put it this way. If you are inebriated and you're pissing on yourself and you're vomiting on yourself and you have friends that are letting this happen to you, Take an Uber home. If you're at a frat party and you see a girl passed out in the corner, guys, be respectful and try to get the attention of the people that she came with. Not so much say, I'm going to take her up to the room because you know what? Anything can happen upstairs in a room. And if you've never been to a frat party, I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm glad that Iram actually is doing this, especially if you're black or Mexican, they will throw the book at you. I'm going to say this right now to all my sisters out there, my my Asians, my Latinas, my black women. You're going to have to be 10 times more careful because 
unfortunately, at a lot of these fraternities, and I'm not trying to single out a race, you're going to be seen as a conquest. You're going to be seen as a tool. You're going to be seen as this exotic figure because there's going to be that guy that's going to say, I've never been with a black girl. I've never been with a Mexican girl. You're going to be objectified 10 times more than Michelle the Blonde or Jennifer the Brunette or Janet the Redhead. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And men, if she says no, I hope to God that you stop. And if you're a guy who is sitting here listening to the podcast and you are, you're, you know, you're going through the signs, you're like, holy shit, I went too far. It's okay. Just don't let it happen again. If you're a girl listening to this podcast, it's okay. I understand where you're coming from and I know it's not easy. I know it's it's not going to be easy for the rest of your life. You're going to feel days where you don't want to be touched even by a man that says he loves you or a woman that says that she loves you. But I understand. And it's okay. And there are places and there are people who love you and care about you and you are beautiful. No matter what anybody said and called you a whore, called you everything underneath the book, underneath the sun, it's okay. And you're going to get through it and you're not alone. If you are a parent who listens to the podcast, I want you to please give this episode to your child. And I want you to sit down with your child and I want you to go over the details of what could happen. I am very lucky that I was raised in a household that was so open and honest. And I have to say, unfortunately, I had a nice conversation with my parents exactly a week before I went off and they they sent me on their merry way to my dorm, packed me up, helped me get settled in my dorm. And they had they told me everything that they knew I was going to get involved in and literally predicted everything. There's more, but. When I feel the time to share, I will share. My parents knew that, yes, I was going to hardcore party. And I might put myself in a situation that I might regret. It happened. But at the same time, I'm a survivor. I'm here to tell you that it's okay. And you should never let anybody, regardless if you're black, white, bisexual, straight, gay, transgender. Rape has no limit. But the fact of the matter is there are people out there who support and love you. And there are people that you can talk to and you don't have to feel ashamed. Okay? And with that, everybody, I want to say thank you so, so much. I want to thank my boy Menace for the video and the audio and the just the visuals, all the good shit. I want to thank my earbuds who have been staying with me since the get-go, since 2010. When all this shit went down. And to all the new listeners because of Shade 45 and all out, I want to thank you guys. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. If you sexy motherfuckers can't get enough, be sure to subscribe to Sapphire's Airplay on iTunes and Podomatic.